0: Hello, hello. Hello. And welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. You know, this is your girl, fabulous Frida. Always your host here to bring you the most on WDGS. And I tell you it's the top of the morning. You know, I have my morning voice on, but the spirit of the Lord, mm, it's so precious. The Spirit of God is so precious and I've been communing in the Spirit this morning for about an hour just meditating and praying and communing and processing and pondering things in my heart and as promised, this is class number 8 and in this class I said we will begin dissecting the seven spirits of the Holy Spirit that spirit will places you to that supernatural realm of worship. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. This the, the spirit that places you in the supernatural realm of worship. According to the scripture. And when I gave you those seven spirits, they are spirits. And they they are housed inside of us. Now, everybody don't execute them or exercise them. But they are available. Let me put it that way. They are available. If you desire them, you pray for them. You ask God for them. And according to the scripture, it it, it lets you know God will only God. He will give them to you. It's just like the gifts of the spirit. But these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, see, when you talk about, listen to me, you need to grab this. There are the fruits of the Spirit, which is in Galatians chapter 5, beginning around verse 19 or 20. There are nine fruits of the Spirit. Then there are nine gifts of the Spirit. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And what it begins saying at the beginning of that chapter is don't be ignorant. And ignorant only means unlearn. Don't be unlearned when it comes to the gifts of the spirit. Now, the gifts of the spirit, it will instruct you with identifying that God distributes those gifts. You 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 cannot order them online. You, you cannot buy them. You, you, nobody can teach them to you. Hello. It, it, when you have a gift of the Spirit, the Bible says they are given by God. And those nine gifts, some people carry many of them. Some people carry one. Some people carry two. But it lets you know He distributes them to whom He chooses. But the purpose of the nine gifts of the spirit is for the edification of the body of Christ. So when you know people who operate in any of those nine gifts, the purpose, listen to me, is not for people to be selfish. The purpose is to be able to release them. And this is why a lot of times people couldn't understand me and they thought that, oh, I share too much and I tell too much. And I wouldn't say that. And people get ahead of you. But see, it, it never they never got the concept of understanding. It, it, you, they can copy, they, they can recite and they can rewrite. But the gift comes from God. And he described them, the Bible said, to whom he choose. But the purpose that people miss most times is for the edification to the body of Christ. So, you know, I've known some people to take some stuff and and try to retweak it and reset. But you know what I said? And this is what God liberated my spirit. If they're doing it and it helps the body of Christ. That's what this walk is about. Does it help some more people that they share it with to get them in a place to help them get correct, to help them walk more upright? So listen, and if that's the case, I've done what God has given me the gift to do. Help edify the body of Christ. Now, but when I'm talking to you today in this class, class number eight, and we'll have two more classes left. Class number nine, I will conclude the the words today that I'm going to share with you, reiterate to you again. The seven spirits and the benefits of these spirits, they consider the Holy Spirit. And they are taken from Isaiah chapter 11, beginning at verse 2. And those seven spirits... Are, the first one is to have the Spirit of God to rest upon your life. That's number one. You cannot move in a Holy Spirit realm unless the Spirit of God rests upon your life. Number two was the Spirit of Wisdom. Number three, the spirit of understanding. Number four, the spirit of counsel. Number five, the spirit of fortitude that some Bibles say. And it interchanges in that word. And number uh, uh, six is knowledge. And number seven is the fear of the Lord. Let me me go back over them. But I want to give them to you from... The old King James version because sometimes I'm a word person, and sometimes when you interchange words, as people do in the new standard or new newer versions, it can kind of alter what you've already memorized. And see, with me memorizing these seven spirits. That place you in the supernatural. I want to give them to you. When it's a fortitude in the Old Testament, it says might. And see, to me, that means a strength. So, again, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And again, that's Isaiah chapter 11, beginning at verse 2. Now that we've covered them today, I just want to give you a little insight, as I promised, so you can understand how profound and powerful it is to be able to execute and exercise Listen, you need to know there's a difference. Execute means enforce. Exercise means you make an application yourself. You're doing it yourself. And then you're sharing it with others to implement it as well. I hope you're grabbing this. Okay, so when we see from looking at the ways the Holy Spirit work in our life, This is where you get your understanding of understanding how important it is that you allow the supernatural realm of these words to work in your behalf. So when you hear me say the spirit of the Lord was upon me, I invite God's spirit every morning. I greet the spirit I say good morning, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Angelic Host, the Heavenly Host, and the Earthly Host. I greet all those spirits each morning. Now, when I finish greeting, I give thanks to God, of course, always for my life, my health, and my strength every day, and then I thank Him for all the provisions that he have positioned me in order to have. Now, this is something I added the first part of thanking all the entities within the last year. But thanking God for waking me up and the provisions, you may find it in my first book in giving people the same information, but that I've been doing for years. And I mean for years, that was something I used to do every morning before I got dressed to go to work. I would lay still, I would pray, and I would thank God for all the provisions of the day. I would thank God for waking me up to see a new day. Whenever the the light would come through the window, that was what I would lay still and do each morning. And so as I move forward, on my journey through life. These are the things I'm sharing with you because I learned how to tap into the supernatural realm. Let me share with you why it's so important in order to get in that realm of supernatural. Because this is where oftentimes when people have given up on your health, on your strength, on your finances, on your career, your car, your children, even your relationship with Christ. The supernatural realm, when you understand how to get into that place, you will understand nothing is never lost. That's the realm in life where everything and all things are possible if you only believe. It's the phenomenal place. It's that place where you can receive supernatural healing. It's that place where you can receive supernatural finances. It's that place where you can receive a a crib. and, And that's, I'm telling you, supernaturally. Things that will open up doorways and passageways that will open up in your life when you thought it was closed, when they said it was closed, when the loan was rejected and then they come back and then they grant it to you. This is why you understand in these classes how the spirit worked in people. Now I want to share with you how the spirit should work within you and your relationship with God. And this is why the very first thing it says, you must allow the spirit of God to rest upon you. And you can't do that when you're running around being bees to bees and bees of bad. Hello. Let me repeat that. When you're running around being bees of bees and bees of bodies. I can can really discern people that have so much consumption on their plate. And this is what happens. People get accustomed to a protocol. That's why in these latter days, you got to be really mindful of who leads you. Because a lot of people are just being led by what they know. I call it head knowledge, but it's not knowledge based upon what they're able to do, to know it and do it. Some people are just preaching to people pocketbooks and they pockets. Some people just preaching to people emotions through the notions. I'm just saying, but the solidity of being able to keep you in that place of strength, that solidity to being able to keep you in that place of righteousness. That the righteousness of God is always working on you. And, and make no mistake. Listen, you got to grab this and you got to really grab this. There will always be a twofold. And God will make the three. Everything in life will bring to you in a twofold. If anybody try to teach, preach, preach or talk to you in any form or method to deny the reality of a twofold with God making it three. Let me tell you something, that person will mislead you. I don't care if they coach you and and talking and mentoring and teaching. Listen to me, you must grab this. Because I believe this is why so many people are dealing with mental illness in different situations. People got on this this social wavelength of all this first off you gotta you gotta release your f- emotions. Well, it's nothing wrong with that. Yes, that's a good thing. But people start preaching and teaching and talking all this empowerment and positivity, which is good as well. But listen, that's just a one-way street. You got to grab this. Listen to me. Your wisdom will always let you know that there is good and there's evil. There's love and there's hate. There's yin and there's yang. There's positive and there's negative. If you don't know how to filter when things occur and show up and people not teaching you it, listen, negative is not nasty. Negative only means that you need to come up with the objective of positive. Even when you look at uh, the, the math in the formula of negativity, You got negative integers and you got positive integers. You got a negative side of a a battery. You got a positive side of a battery. And and people get to teaching you where everything is one way. Listen, God is not a one way God. He's a God of blessings and he's a God of curses. And if you don't understand that it's a twofold and people not teaching you it's a twofold, you're going to get stuck on the one side. And as soon as something happened to knock you off your center because you're not prepared in your spirit to know. Yes, people say yes and people say no. Hello. I remember when we were kids and I was always encouraged and pushed by the other kids to do the asking. Listen to me. As a kid, Alfredo, you go ask. You ask. And I asked them finally one day, since they was always voluntarily nominating me. Why? Why you all don't ask? And they said, well, unanimously. It's like two or three of us, you know, four of us. Because they may say no. I said, so what? No is a two-letter word. It is less letters than yes. But if they say no. Guess what? Then we'll know. We'll know what to do if we're going to sit here and play, go to the head of the class, Monopoly, old maids. We can move on to the next thing we can come up with. If we want to walk, and you know, we used to like to walk or go to the playground, and if they say no, then we'll know what to do. But if we sit here because we allow no to cause fear, Then we'll not know what next to do. They may say yes, but they may say no. And it's okay to hear no. And people not teaching this anymore. People thinking everything and everything is not with a positive solution. Hello? And sometimes, let me tell you, I don't know about nobody else. But people have said some negative things to me that have made me realign my own self. That have made me sit back and examine my own ways. All I'm trying to tell you for the spirit of the Lord to rest upon you. You must understand God in his true form. And I'm going to give it to you even from a psychological standpoint. What they tell you concerning wisdom. Why is people going to teach you? You got two ways that you can go up this street. You can go up and you can come down. I think about I think about a year or two, maybe two or three years ago. when I first started in the podcast, I did words that always are opposite. Never let nobody teach you one way and one-sided. My grandma used to always say, it's more than one way to skin a cat. When you got people with a one-track mind and they think that everything is going to be hunky-dory, no, it is not. Every day is not going to be peaches and cream. And everything that occurs in our lives, most of the time, is generated by our own conduct and character. You draw to you what you send out. Hello, You reap what you sow. Hello. I don't care how many positive words you want to use. If you a nasty, nasty, nasty spirit, you are unclean spirit, you walk around, you do all manner of evil, you say all manner of evil, you act evil, you're always trying to secretly retaliate and hurt and harm somebody. You can quote all you want. I'm just, I'm going to keep it real with you. You're going to still reap some nasty that you gave out. Hello? And this is where we need to get to, to understanding. This happens when you get in that place to lay before God. Now, because that's the first step, first step, first. The spirit of the Lord rests upon you. And when that spirit of God rests upon you, you don't lay there and consume your time concerning other people more than yourself. I hope you grab this. When you commune with God and the spirit of the Lord rests upon you, that's the time you examine your thoughts Why you think the way you think. You examine your ways. Why you act like you act when you act like you act. Hello. You examine what you say. What words come out of your mouth. Are they honest? Are they truth? Are they to help? Are they to hinder? You put your own self on the chopping block. If you find yourself laying in a meditative state in the presence of God. And all your thoughts are about somebody else, what they should have, could have, would have did. And you don't examine your own ways to ask God, why am I even thinking about this person all the time? It's people that do that. Hello. And that's not healthy. I'm just saying, because whenever you got your mind centered, that's why I could never stand busy about it and the people. If I tell you my business like my cousin say, what you going to do with it? I tell you voluntarily. But one of the things that have always vexed me, don't ask me my business. Because I talk and tell a lot. And when I talk and tell as much as I do, then that means I don't need you to question me. Because I'm going to tell with you everything I want to share. And what I don't want to share, guess what? Don't ask. Hello. So, you got a steady wisdom to follow wisdom. People got a protocol. Let me, let me get on into that word because I, I, I'm giving you the first thing first. When you find busy people, people who don't make time to prostrate before God and put their own self on the chopping block. Let me tell you something. A lot of times, they will mislead you because they're going to lead you from their emotions, And you'll find yourself falling out with folks. Y'all know that's my turn, Falling out with folks. You'll find yourself in a spirit of unforgiveness. Because if you lay before God and the spirit of the Lord rests upon you, you know what he going to do? He going to talk to you and he going to minister his word to you. And if you don't know his word, he definitely going to instruct you to study his word. I've never got in the presence of God and was not compelled to study my Bible. I've never got into studying my Bible and wasn't compelled to get in the presence of God. They go hand in hand. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And when you get in the presence of God and the presence of God rests upon you, then that's when his word begins to minister to you. This is why I could tell people from when I used to be young and, 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 and and roaming and doing things, I could still discern and tell people who was holy and people who was unholy, hello, because your Bible will show you and teach you, and so I didn't have to go to school to become a rocket scientist, all I had to do was study my word, And see, when my word told me how righteous people supposed to act, when my word told me how righteous people supposed to release the fruits of the spirit, how righteous people supposed to treat you. And when they didn't treat me that way, hello, then I knew something about their righteousness was unrighteous. Hello, I'm just saying. I can make it match and make it make sense because that's what the word are do. But when people don't line up, the Bible say line upon line, precept upon precept. When they talking about they love somebody, but they do everything they can to throw them under the bus. That ain't love, baby. And I ain't talking about calling out no truths. I'm talking about throwing people under the bus, telling lies and fanning flies. I'm just saying I'm saying throwing people under the bus because you hater. You got that hater-rater drink that you don't like. And they ain't even did nothing to you to not like them. Nothing. They ain't took no skin off your back and no money at your bank. Okay. Hello. And nothing at your house. So what you got against them? But yet people say they Righteous. And they holy. Let, let me keep moving to the second word. The second word is the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Now, when I talk to you about the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom is really, 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 really deep. And what i like to, to share with you, something that a psychologist wrote. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is really good. You got to grab this. Because if you think... That God dispersed the spirit of wisdom. Then that means it's available. Everybody, you know, if people are not wise, let me tell you why they're not wise. And they, and wisdom don't come from going to college. I'm just saying, that's where you may be smart. You may have knowledge, but you don't get wisdom from going to college. Okay. Just just note that in your notebook. Wisdom comes from God. You gotta know this. Wisdom comes from God. I was watching a documentary yesterday of John Bantis. He's a musician. And he and he and he went to Juilliard. And 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 then he moved on and did a couple of things, you know, freestyling, his contracting, his life, until he started becoming the musician for the Tonight Show. And let me tell you something. One of the things he said when I first started watching him, he said, "My mind never shuts down." He he, he the, the the title of the documentary is an American Symphony. He said, "My mind never shuts down." He's always, he said, I look at life like a symphony. It there's always a tune to everything. And I thought, how amazing. Listen to me. Wisdom does not come from college. Get, I, y'all need to get this. Wisdom does not come from your mama name, your daddy, your pastor, your preacher, or your teacher. Wisdom comes inwardly. The spirit of wisdom. Now listen, you can make wise choices. When I'm talking about the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom comes from God. And that's why when people resent wise people, to me, I'm just saying to me now, they ignorant. Because you should never hate a wise person. If anything, you need to connect and glean with them. You need to make them your friend. I'm just saying, to the end. Hello. Because those are the people that carry the resources to many things in the world. And wisdom comes in so many different diversities. But it comes from God. And the Bible says in the book of James, it says he who lack wisdom. Let him ask. And I ain't not talking about your mama, your daddy, and your school teacher, and your teacher, and your preacher. It's talking about ask God. And the Bible says he'll give it to you. And he'll give it to you for free. You won't have to pay for it. That's why I said it don't come from college. I know a lot of educated people that don't have wisdom. I'm just saying hello. <laughs> oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. But I got to give you this article real quick. I don't want to get too lengthy, but you know, I get excited because this is the thing. When you get a hold of these supernatural spirits that comes from God, it's going to change your life forever. If you get it and you absorb it and you execute it and exercise them, it's going to change your life forever. You will no longer be a petty person. You will never, ever, ever fall out with folks. You will not walk around with a spirit of unforgiveness. And you will find yourself living in an inward peace and harmony. You know why? Because you will get in that supernatural place whenever something negative comes. You'll get in that supernatural place whenever something evil comes. You'll get in that supernatural place when you find yourself, you facing a decision and you don't know what to do and how to do and then you just. Just go berserks. Similar to something that happened to me. I had an oral surgery scheduled for Friday. Listen to me. My appointment was scheduled for 1045. That's why I ain't been doing a lot of talking. Because, you know, I'm I'm talking. When God makes sure that my mouth don't hurt, he needs me to release something for the class. And outside of that, I haven't been doing too, too much talking to too, too, too many people. But listen to me, I got in my car at exactly ten o'clock. Now, the oral surgery where well, I'm gonna have it scheduled, it's only like maybe, maybe ten minutes tops, maybe a little less. So here I'm leaving to make sure I can be there 30 minutes early. I get in my car, I turn the ignition, and my car says nothing. The horn don't blow, the lights do come on a little bit, but it says nothing. Now I can sit there and I can panic and I can say, okay, what next? But see, when you when you understand how to take your own self, when situations arise to that supernatural realm, then the Holy Spirit, see, this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because what the Holy Spirit does, it begins to teach you, lead you, and guide you. And so what does it mean when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you? Well, according to Acts 18, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be a witness to tell people. That's why I'm so full of testimonies, because when you know that the power of God rests upon you, you tell people about it everywhere you go. So even on the phone talking to these people, you know, the insurance company trying to get roadside service. You know, I find myself witnessing in the people. But then first the Holy Spirit said, well, before you wait, go over here uh, and ask maintenance. Because, you know, these guys, maybe somebody got some jumper cables. Well, you know, long story short, none of that ended up happening. The guy that did know somebody that got the jumper cables, it didn't work. Now I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, so now we got to reschedule my oral surgery. Now I got to figure out, I was going to go to the supermarket, hello, and so I don't have any groceries, and I said, okay, God, now I don't have this, I haven't done that, and this is how the Holy Spirit, see, when you get, so the the Spirit say, you know what, don't you fret, because at first I sat there and it's like, oh, God, out of all days, not the day I'm ready to get this tooth out of my mouth, you know, it's been over a year, And then I'm just sitting there. First, see my emotions. That's why you got to kick your emotions out of the way. Because they'll get you sidetracked. And you can't, and the Holy Spirit can't come in to help you think right. But see, because I'm stored up. Oh, God, help me today. Then the Holy Spirit, once you get stored up, then your wisdom will kick in. So then, you know, okay, I'm trying to finagle between calling the the dentist's office and calling the insurance company and calling the dealership and dealing with the people, you know, right there in front of me. So I'm multitasking, right? And at the end of the day, in, in about an hour, it all ceased because God, you know what? I started praying and I said, God, whatever the reason that today is not meant. For me to t- have this oral surgery, I just want to say thank you. See, this is how you get your mind back on track. I just want to say thank you. Whatever you're shielding me from, whatever you covering me from, maybe the surgeon was so exhausted and tired, he might have made a mistake. I don't know, but whatever reason, you won't let my car move today out of all days. I ain't had this to happen since three years ago, and that's when I got a battery. So I ended up talking to my spiritual brother, and he asked me, how long had it been since you got a new battery? So I told him, he said, that's probably one of your battery cells is probably dead. So I I said okay. Now he said, if you can get your car to AutoZone or somewhere, they can test it. But now I can't do that. But then this is the thing. See, but 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 this is how God moves when you let this wisdom con- control the situation. So it said, don't fret. I'm going to tell y'all something. Listen to me. By the time all that wrapped up and I realized, okay, disappointment not going to happen today. And my car is not moving today. It was about an hour. So I came in the house. And you know what I did? I went before the presence of God. And I said, okay, God. However, I need to move and and shake and bake these next few days. Let your Holy Spirit guide me. First of all, I began to just thank God. I'm going to tell you. Even when I face, that's why I said you can't, you can't be talking about everything got to be one way. When you face things negative, you got to figure out how to come up with a positive objective. So I said, okay, God, I'm not going to see this as it is for what it is. But I'm going to see it as you doing something that I cannot see. So I first want to say thank you. But whatever it is, I can't see. I don't understand and I don't know. It don't feel good to me. I want to go on and do this and come on and get it out the way. But you you got another plan. I said, so Lord, you know I need some, some groceries. And 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 I needed some groceries. I'm talking about groceries because the basics, the stuff, you know, milk, eggs, and, and, and bread, I didn't even have. And so God reminded me and said, you know, if you go to Amazon. And you order at least $50, they'll deliver it for free. I said, sure will. Because if you go to Walmart, they're going to charge you if you deliver so much. and, 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 and uh, either, Unless you got the membership. And then Sam's the same way. But, but then, see, this is how the Holy Spirit will lead you to be wise. And I said, but you know what? Now, I got free delivery with with, with Sam's. But some of the stuff that I I need to do and how I need to use, I I don't need to go to Sam's right now because I just go to them for my fresh produce. And I don't want to order no fresh, fresh produce. And so I said, this is the things I need, God. So God instructed me to use wisdom, go to Amazon. I said, okay, God, thank you. Now, you know, you can do it at your little local stores too, like Kroger and Food Lions and all that. But, you know, and it don't take much to spend $50, but they will charge you and I needed about five cases of water, and so I didn't have to pay anything. Listen to me, anything. So, so that's how wisdom a kick in. Then the next thing the Lord said, okay, just deal with that today. And then tomorrow, I'ma connect you. To, to how you gonna get your battery? You can't go to it, but it can come to you. Now my spiritual brother did make a suggestion, cause he said, you know, i they got all this mobile service now. So I said they showed sure do. So they got this thing now. You know, they mobile they'll deliver you a battery, but it was so expensive. So you know, I'm in mean, this wisdom now. So wisdom said, no, that's three hundred and some dollars. You get the battery, but then you got to pay these people a hundred and some dollars to put it in. So I said, okay, God. Well, you keep leading me. See, that's why you can't fret. That's why you can't let your emotions just run away with you. You got to get in that be still place of wisdom. And you got to know how to execute it. And stop and, and, and stop thinking you got to got to just get, fall out all over the place. So then I'm sitting here. Now I had to pray through myself all this weekend. So now I'm leaving for Friday. I'm in prayer Saturday. And the Spirit said, call the dealership. See first if you can order your original part. Well, I got ready to do that and I realized the battery was cheaper than the other place because it went but $130 for original battery for my car. You know, you put your make and model in. So then I called the dealership because they said you can either pick it up from the dealership or they can ship it to you. So I was like, well, the dealership is not that far. I said, so why don't I call there? So I called there and I told her later my situation. She said, you know what? We can send that mobile service out. She said, call me Monday morning and we'll send your mobile service out. Now this is the thing I want people to understand. Don't be trying to worry about what somebody's saying in their business because I know some people out there be trying to pick your part and pick your business. I'm trying to help somebody be wise to handle your own business. This is why I'm sharing this with you. Be wise handling your own business. And the worst thing you can do is worry about anybody else's business because I'm going to tell you something. The spirit of the Lord will not rest upon you when you are busy about it. The spirit of the Lord, that's from the devil. And that's an unclean spirit. Don't worry about nobody's business but taking care of your own. So I'm trying to arm people so in case something happens, you know you got information. See, that's why I say I'll be resourceful to you. And you will know how to handle things instead of just falling apart. If you don't, if you got roadside service, which I do, run a car reimbursement. But then, see, that's my backup. If I can get my own car working and running, then I do that first. But listen to me, I got to share this with you real quick. Because, like I said, I didn't want to get off, off course too much about wisdom. Listen to this. This is very, very important. This comes from a psychologist with several of them. Wisdom. It's a wisdom wise people generally share an optimism that life problems can be solved and experience a certain amount of calm in facing difficult decisions. Did you get that? Let me repeat that. Wise people generally, which means there's an exception to every rule, I mean there's an exception to every rule. Everybody don't, but wise people generally share an optimism that life's problems can be solved and experience a certain amount of calm, period. You let your emotions take over, you won't be calm. There's a solution to every problem in the Bible. Hello? And when people call me and they get all out of sorts, I be sitting still sometimes. It, it become comical to me, really, for real, for real. Because th- this is why it become comical to me. Sometimes, them very same people just be done told, you know, they testimony how God is good and God is great and God is wonderful. And now they on the God train and the God graver train. But the least little thing happened, then they just jump all off the train. I'm just saying, for real though, what happened and, and, and that's when you understand people authentic. That's why I'm trying to get you to learn about these spirits. all spirits are not authentic. I don't care how much talking people do. You can detect and determine unclean spirits. Because they live off of their emotions, they live off of their feelings, and whatever their feelings tell them to do. If it's telling them to go bust some windows out of wall, listen. If somebody don't talk them out after doing it, they will jump right on and run on and do it. Cause that's all they they have conformed to. So when people have to be transformed by the renewing of their mind, they have to be clean because they got to have a clean heart to be created in them and renew a right spirit. That means renew, renew. You got to keep working on it. It ain't gonna happen, and you think just cause one situation, and then you you get over that, and then hit. It, it's gonna always be something. This is why I'm saying to people, you gotta stay armed yourself. Likewise, there's gonna always be something negative. I don't care how positive you are, things gonna happen. And it doesn't matter if you are good at two shoes and you kind. There's still gonna be some hate. We have to learn how to arm ourselves. This is where wisdom coming. in. Listen, let me finish this article because this article just amazed me. I'm talking about for real, for real. And, this, and, and nobody led me to this article but the Lord because you know what? When I put in wisdom, what is wisdom, this just popped up in my face. So then listen to what else it says. It says intelligence may be necessary for wisdom. You got to be intelligent. That may be necessary to have wisdom. And that's why I say wisdom don't come from from going to college. Wisdom comes from intellect. It comes from God. It says, but it definitely isn't sufficient. Did you get that? See, grace becomes sufficient, not wisdom. Even a psychologist wrote this now. So it says, it's an ability to see the big picture. Wise people have the ability to see the big picture. They have a sense of proportion, intellectual humility. Oh, God, I hope somebody grabbed this. It's a, and they are considerable in retrospection, and they contribute to its development. See, you, 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 did you understand that your life becomes purpose-driven when you are in whatever you're doing, if you, if you're trying to start a business, if you already have a business, if you are going to college, if you just in high school, when your life becomes purpose-driven, then you always look at the bigger picture and ask yourself, what am I contributing to development of myself and to others? You look at the bigger picture. This is how you stay calm. So wisdom, it says, can be acquired only through experience. But by itself, experience does not automatically confer to wisdom. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. It said researchers are continuing to probe the social, emotional, and cognitive progress processions that transmute experience into wisdom. And y'all know, I've been from the north, south, the east, and the west and this is um, you know, it used to amaze me. Once, once upon a time, around 2008, my children was like, "My oh, mother need to go somewhere. Mother just be home." Mother just be. "I said to myself, if they only knew, if they had traveled to every place I had been, because I started traveling by myself at six years old, okay? And most of the time I travel by myself. I've been on highways, byways, airplanes, except for trains and buses. And 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 and, and they don't know where I I have not." been. But I can tell you, according to their lives compared to mine, I'm sure I've been way more places than them. And I'm not talking about places inside our state. You know, a lot of people think I've been to all of the cities inside the state of Georgia. I'm talking about outside the state. Now, I haven't been outside the country. And, and, and I don't know, I used to want to go But now, I don't know because, you know, you can go anywhere you want to virtually. But listen to me. You got to grab this. Listen to what they say. Listen, 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 listen. And hear. it's a numerous theories are emerging to try to measure and model wisdom. Listen, a leading theory developed by psychologists defines wisdom as expert knowledge. In the fundamental pragmatics of life that permits exceptional insight, judgment, and advice about complex and uncertain matters. Did y'all grab that? Now they're doing a study and they said that wisdom is defined. When people have expert knowledge in a particular fundamental pragmatic area and it permits exceptional insight, judgment, and advice about complex and uncertain matters. See, it ain't that everyday stuff that everyday people can do. Hello. That's why a lot of times I'm telling you, you can tell people who copycat, who pleasurism, because you listen to their everyday life and you know what they do every day. That ain't come from them. Hello. That came from somebody else. I'm just saying it shows you can see wisdom wisdom. It, it, listen, people can relay information. That don't mean they wise. That just mean they retained. That just mean they recorded. That just mean they took notes and then they reiterated. But just to say that they have the insight to handle things in uncertain matters. They have the judgment. They have the exceptional insight. That's what it said. The judgment and advice on complex and uncertain matters, they said, because you got to be done experience this. You, you can't give me insight and complexity about being in Alaska unless you don't experience going to Alaska. I'm just saying. And when people haven't traveled and enter, entertained and engaged and interacted in diverse cultures, they're going to be lacking because they only going to know what they've been taught and trained and their tradition of what it is. And that's their culture. And that's their environment. And that's their entity. That's why even in being a Christian, if you haven't been diverse, you're going to only teach from a one-way street. I'm just saying, hello. And that's not exceptional insight. So everybody that teaches and preaches is not teaching because they're wise from wisdom. Some people just teaching because they took notes. Hello. I'm <laughs> just saying. But listen to what else they say. Listen, you got to grab this. It says that there are five ways, five components. They said five key components. You got to get this. Five key components that indicates the incompetence of a wise person and a person who executes wisdom. They said, number one, they're going to be rich in procedural knowledge. Do y'all know what that means? That means protocol. You will always be in protocol. There was an example I thought about, and I'm not going to get deep into it, but it was two sisters and they had a disagreement. And procedural protocol, one sister told the other sister, if you want me out your house, you put me out. I thought that was the most ignorant statement I ever heard anybody in the world make. Who tells somebody to put them out their own house? That is inviting somebody to a physical altercation because just say, if and, and this did happen. The sister decided to fight the other sister and said to me, because I I got a phone call and said to me, well, if they had beat me, then I would have left. And see, when you look at procedural protocol, you you learn who people are wise by what they say. Listen to me. No one should ever stand flat-footed in anybody's house and say, if you want them out, put them out. That's their house. If they invite you out, you're supposed to leave. I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you an example of how you start looking at individuals and knowing whether or not wisdom is being executed and exercised. Because it says the five key procedural protocol, rich procedural knowledge. Knowledge will tell you that's not the right thing to do. Nobody should instigate a, a fight, and that's what that, and that's exactly what that invitation is. The sister said, "If you want me out, you put me out." That's instigating violence behavior. That's that's what that statement means. If you do the research, that's exactly what it means. You are inviting a physical altercation. And you are being disrespectful to the person who resides at that residence. And so that's not a key component of having rich wisdom. Then it says, out of the five, okay, it said rich procedural knowledge, rich factual knowledge, and understanding of different life contexts. See, that's why you can't be telling no lies. Either it is or it isn't. It's it's no gray area for what is and what is not. Do you have the knowledge? That's a fact. You got to deal with the facts. And the fact is, if you say something not yours, then you can't switch out and say it is yours when you think it fits you. Hello? Either it is or it isn't. And if it isn't, then stop saying it is. And if it is, then say it is. I'm just saying. But when you got wisdom, it said you're going to be factual. Listen, factual in your knowledge. You're going to be rich in understanding. Hear that word again. Of different life contexts. And then it says, and an awareness of the relativism of value and, priorities. and the ability to recognize, this is the key thing you got to really hear, the ability to recognize and manage uncertainty. Because uncertainty will occur. How are you going to manage it? That's what I was saying early on. You're going to always have a yin and yang, a negative and a positive, a good and an evil. Wisdom will teach you. Anybody that teach you should teach you all all the the two-way street and God at, at, at the highway to heaven. When people say, well, why I got to take the high road? That's because the high road lead to heaven. I'm just saying. You can take any one of them streets. But whatever word you use is going to be a counteractive word. They call anonyms and synonyms. Hello. And they're active in all of our lives. So when somebody teach you, they need to teach you both ways. So you wouldn't be armed likewise to know how to handle situations. And this is what the psychologist says a wise person would do. They would teach you awareness of the relativism of values and priorities and the ability to recognize and manage even uncertainty. It said these criteria are measured by introducing hypothetical scenarios and assessing what participants would consider or do in those situations. So these people did real life case studies with human beings. It said but there are other theories of wisdom as well. Psychologists believe that individuals develop wisdom as personality characteristics encompassing reflection Compassion and the pursuit of truth. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Now, listen, that's what they're saying that these psychologists and psychiatrists have studied. And they're saying that an individual who develops wisdom as a personality and as their characteristic, you know what I say, conduct and character. They said they encompasses a reflection, a compassion, and a pursuit of the truth. Those are people who going to tell it to you straight up and give you the real truth and keep it 1,000. They ain't going to sugarcoat it and they ain't going to give it to you one-sided. Now, this is what they saying. That a person will put... Carry those personality characteristics. And that's their theory. Now, you know a theory means it's not a fact. That's why I said you got to feel to what being said. If it don't fit you, don't filter to re- it to, to put over you. But I'm just giving you some information to arm yourself. But it says that the psychologists understand wisdom as a balance between oneself and others. So that the actions are directed at the common good. And that's what a wise person going to do. What is the common good? How is this going to help me as well as others? That's why we go back to having to get in that presence with God. Listen, you're going to have a balance between oneself first. Before you start trying to tell other people what to do. That's why I talk about a Hypocrite. Because if you don't have no balance and you act up and act out in your conduct and character, then I don't know why people are letting anybody lead them from the back porch to the to the from the back door to the back porch. Because if your character out of conduct and character, you get upset and you get the acting out and shouting out and, and, and being all uh, loud and out of order. I'm just saying. And then people don't think. That, that's, your, that's your conduct and character on display. Well, you can't just say, well, you know what? Before I sit here and debate, argue, and fuss for one, two, and three hours, I promise you, I will digress. I don't care if it's my husband, my mama, my dad, and my sister, my brother, my auntie. After a few minutes, I'm going to digress. Because I'm not entertaining them spirits. And I see what they are. And I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get on that merry-go-round. And this is where wisdom encompasses our cognitive components. This is where it says knowledge and experience. You become reflective. And you say, you know what? This person, that's all they do. Why am I going to do this? They've been doing this all their life. And that that makes it even worse when people tell me stuff like that. Well, this person been doing that all their life. And this is the approach you still handle? For real though? And you've had how many years of engaging? And this is what you do? And, and, And see, I'm just saying me. My cognitive components and my knowledge and my experience, they become reflected. And, and they reflect on the ability to examine situations and, and then be able to exercise, it says, pro-social components, meaning benevolence and compassion. Wisdom is also connected to abilities such as perspective that we take, talking, open-mindedness, and intellectual Humility, and I'm gonna put a pen right there. I know I was gonna do understanding, but understanding really, a lot about understanding is 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 understanding. Understanding in its simplicity. Let me just go on and give it to you because I'm I'm I'm, I'm, free, I'm freestyling now. Understanding in its simplicity is agreement. That's why the Bible says, above all thy getting, get understanding. Agreement. Agreement does not mean you like what I do or I like what you do. Agreement means that we agree that you have a free will choice to your choice and I have a free will choice to mine. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Understanding. It says, let me just give you a little bit of the definition. It says, understanding, to be understanding is to be sympathetic to someone else's woe." That means someone else's choices. Hello. Understanding. A concept means you get it. Your understanding may be that your mother will always drive you to school if you miss the bus. That's an example that they gave. Understanding. A concept means you get it. And when you hear me say sometimes, I hope somebody grabbed it. I hope you get it. And you grab it. Because I hope you understand. Understanding. Understanding, understanding. The Bible said above all thy getting, get understanding. And so when you operate in understanding, you understand at the same time to simply walk along with and you can go along with and may not even agree with. Hello? And you don't fall out with folks. I'm just saying. That's because God give all of us a free will choice. And if we don't choose to want to do, you know, certain things that other people do, it's okay. I always say, y'all know my little three quotes. I don't understand. It's not the end of the world. And and, and, and what's my other one? I know I don't understand. Because things I don't understand, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with. And I tell people, I don't understand. (laughs) I'm just saying. I got a friend, her brother, he still say that when he heard me say it years ago. He said, cuz, he called me cuz, he called me a couple of weeks ago. He said, cuz, I don't understand. I said me either, but I kind of got it from my ex, you know, my ex, my ex, my second ex. He used to say that. And so we 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 all, all of us hung around him, started saying, I don't understand. And that's how he used to say, I don't understand. So then when I, I, I started agreeing that things, I don't, people tell me, I don't understand. I don't agree with them. So I said, I don't understand. You know, so, you know, when you don't understand something, it means that you're not going to agree with it. And when you want to agree with it, and then somebody said to, to 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 somebody, and and you know, and I know people walk in a lot of ignorance. That they say, they said because a younger person said to me that. Somebody told them that I say that to avoid using a cuss word. And I said, they are so far from the truth, you know. But but when I say I don't understand, then that means that I don't walk in agreement. And with that individual, it's a lot of things I didn't walk in agreement with. So I used to say I don't understand a lot of times. So maybe they did. Thought I was just trying to substitute for a cuss word. But that ain't it. I didn't not agree with. It. And so just know that when you don't agree with somebody... You don't have to say you understand. But, you, but, but, but the thing is, when you just allow people their free will choice, then that's above all you're getting to get understanding. And that's how I make inner peace with myself. I don't have to agree with a lot of things people do, which I don't. But... What I do do is I accept everybody, everybody, and I mean everybody has a free will choice. And this is how you keep yourself in that place for that inner peace and that inner harmony and that inward spirit to know how to go before the throne of grace with God. So, we've covered those three words that's going to help keep you in that supernatural realm if you if you if the spirit of the Lord rests upon you because you can only worship God in spirit and truth, so the spirit of the Lord is gonna have to rest upon you to get to that supernatural realm, then you must execute the wisdom that God giveth thee. Not man wisdom. Because man could be wise in their own eyes. I'm just saying, hello. But when God gives you that wisdom, he's going to always give you revelatory answers from the word. Listen to that. He's going to give you revelatory answers from the word. Because if you listen to some people's wisdom, and they don't give it to you, if it ain't scriptural, that's why a lot of my answers to people, it comes from the word. So it's not our freedom. It's what God say. So if God say love your neighbor, then if you call me and you think that I want you to hate somebody, and, and if uh, my emotions get in the way, I may say that. But if if if, if God wisdom rests upon me, then God wisdom is gonna tell me where well, you should forgive that person, and and you should go back to that person and ask that person to forgive you. I'm just saying. If you lied to them and you lied on them, then that's the instructions from God. And if people don't want to do that, guess what the Bible said? Then pray for them. Pray for those who wrongfully persecute you and say all manner of evil. And as I told a girl years ago one day, we were sitting on the golf cart at my job. And I'm getting ready to put a pen in the podcast. And I said to her, I said, you know what? Then you you should pray for that person. Because she was upset with somebody. And I said, and when the Bible says, pray for people who wrongfully persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. And I said, and then when you pray for, pray good prayers. So they said, well, I, I could, they said, I, I could pray for them, but I ain't going to pray no good prayers. I said, well, you know what, Well, then whatever you pray against them, just know now, whatever, whatever you release in words, it's going to come back to your own life and it's going to roost at your own door. So you mean let me be very careful of the words that you send out. And and, and so, so she was like, well, 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 what kind of good prayers? I said, well, pray for God to bless their heart desires, give them the things that they need. Everybody got a need. It's different. A need is different than a want. Ask God to bless their needs. Maybe they need a car. Maybe they need somebody to love them. You know, because that's what I used to pray for that same person because they had some jacked up stuff that they did to me. And so, you know, the spirit of the Lord said to me, pray for God to send somebody to love them. They just need to be loved. And some people just really, you need to just pray for people to love them. They walk around with so much hatred and harboring, unforgiveness and jealousy and envy. And and in my opinion, and I'm saying, and this is something the Lord showed me years and years ago, that when people persecuted me and said all manner of evil against me, then God said, pray for somebody to show them love because they don't know how to love. And they don't know how to receive love. And they've never been loved. And they don't know how to give love. So just pray for somebody to show up in their life to love them. That may be their need right there. So I would ask God to meet people's needs. If they need a car and that's their heart desire and they can handle it, bless them with a car, God. If they need a place to stay, what they can afford with the little money they have. Bless them with a place to stay. This is how I pray for people who wrongfully persecute me and say all manner of evil against me. God, heal their body if they need a healing. You know, God, put them in their right state of mind if they in a delusion. Help them, Lord, in whatever needs they area they need to be met by you. See, you got to know how to pray good prayers and trust that God is your defense, your defender, and your deliverer. You know, we don't even have to ask God to vindicate our enemies. We don't because he said he's going to do it anyway. Hello? He said it would be better for a person to throw a millstone around their own neck and cast their own self in in the depths of the lake. That means you ain't going to surface back up for nobody to find you. Than to hurt one of his least ones. So I don't have to pray prayers. I don't. I'm just talking about me. For God to vindicate anybody. Because God is my defense and my defender. And this is how I keep my blessings open, cause sometimes the people that people pray prayers to come back, and whatever somebody sent out to come back, sometimes it be they they mama, they daddy, they sister, they brother, they child, they auntie, they uncle. I'm saying people don't be knowing what fault be done said about them, and so they may say, and whatever somebody said about me, it come back to them. Well, you know what? It could be your own child, it could be your own mama, or your brother, or your sister, or your daddy. So you. Must be careful. That's why I'm telling people by our words, we are justified by our words, we are condemned. And people get so quick, and I know it's been traditionally taught, they sending everything back to the sender, what they said. Well, you know who the sender was? The sender could be one of your loved ones, the sender could be somebody that came from your wound. I'm just saying. So, what Jesus taught the people was to pray for them and bless them. And love your enemies. And do good. And, and trust me. People, I know they get traditionalized. And this one of the things. It probably be so hard to break. Is I bind and rebuke. You know, you don't bind and rebuke people. You rebind and rebuke the spirits from Satan. That's what Jesus did. He didn't bind and rebuke people. He bound and rebuked Satan. He told Satan to get thee behind me. And you know that's a whole another teaching, but I'm going to drop this little nigga. When Satan, he was talking, he was talking in his own self. That's why I say you got to put your own self and your own thoughts on the chopping block. Because the Bible said that he was in the wilderness all by himself. And said the spirit of the Lord rest upon him. And then what happened? Here come his thoughts with satan it wasn't no man in no red suit with a pitchfork so when you get to having these thoughts that you think somebody against you when you think somebody against you when you think somebody against you then you may need to cast down your own thoughts and tell your own thoughts to get be behind you hello satan because them your satanic thoughts i'm just saying Oh, I know that's a whole nother teaching. But but, but if we walk in the word, that's the key thing. And the only way you're going to continuously do that, you got to steady your word. You got to know what God say. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your life. I don't know when I'm going to resume class number nine. Class number nine will be the other four. Uh, words on and Making a completion of the seven words of how the Holy Spirit wants us to move into the supernatural realm. You must execute in this realm. You must get in a quiet place with God. You got to look that word up when it says, when the Spirit of the Lord rests upon you. That means you ain't no busy about it, trying to be busy, bees, busy, busy around. You got to get still and you got to stay still for a minute. And you got to talk to God about yourself. And let him reveal to you if you need to intercede and pray good prayers for other people. I'm just saying. You must execute wisdom in all that you do and all that you say. Because people are always watching, looking, and peeping. And the first time they peep, you get out of control and under control. They're going to talk about you. I know I do. Hello. I'm just saying because that means to me if a person tell me one thing and show me something else then that's a hypocrisy spirit and according to my Bible because I do study my Bible Jesus said that we can call them spirits out I'm just saying if you see me walking down the street acting out and acting up or riding in my car acting out and acting up I'm just saying and if I'm preaching and teaching to you not to do that call me out too I'm just saying Hello. I ain't gonna fall out with folks. I don't. Because sometimes I have to hear something negative to straight me up to the positive. So I ain't I, I don't have it twisted. I know a lot of people done said some negative things that made me sit back and say, mm, okay, let me redirect that. I know, I know my auntie told me one time, she said, I pretty I know you talk a lot. And I don't mind not getting the word in edge wise. <laughs> She said, but listen, when you talking to me and you talking to other people, that's rude. I never she forget she told me that about 10, 12 years ago. And I said, mm. "She, because I was, you know, cell phone was popping and I was walking and talking and talking and walking. And she, she said, you need to talk to who you talking to because that's rude. And see, when I read what I read today and it talked about being able to make wise choice was factual protocol. And what she said to me, it was rude. But I began to examine myself. And then the next thing she said something to me about, well, when I'm talking and people need to get off the phone, just hang up. If people say they need to go, let them go. And see, people can say things to you, and and if you get in your emotions... Then, then they'll, they'll take you down. But, but if you don't allow your emotions and you apply wisdom, then you will take what that negative and make it into a positive because you will change yourself for the better. Hello? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. And always, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires as you. Delight yourselves in God and may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And as the Lord leads, we'll do class number nine. We'll cover the next four, and hopefully, it won't be as lengthy. And then we'll do class number ten, and that will conclude on the spirits. In class number ten, I want to, as the Lord has been leading me, give an example. Uh, a live example of how i get into the spirit realm with the lord how i invite in the supernatural realm and so hopefully you will stay tuned in and plugged in these last next two classes and get yourself in a position to be moved into the next power level because remember the spirits and the holy spirit they fell upon jesus said because to empower us and to empower us to, to tell other people that's execute and to exercise it for our own lives so you want to move in that supernatural realm of power above anything especially in this dispensation of time god blessings always i got a little clip i'm gonna put together that spotify sent me to let me know the engaging of others and let me tell y'all i really really do i promise you in my compassion and humility, I I so appreciate each and every one of you. I do, I do, I do, and I don't say it just like a a, a phrase. I mean, my heart just warms when I think about that you just a part of this journey with me. And, and 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 for every fan and my top fans, people that they share, top fans that tune in and tap in. Let me tell you something. I appreciate you. I appreciate you because what I do for us is because God has instructed me for us to be loved, to be blessed, and receive a bigger and better lifestyle of blessings. Take it and filter it. And if you find anything in there that you want to just expound and talk about, look below on my screen and you can tap on there and send me a question or send me a voicemail or send me a comment. I would love to hear your engagement. Amen. Amen. Have a beautiful, blessed, spirit-filled Sunday. God bless and bye for now.